How many of you know that Jesus threw the biggest picnic of all time? And uh, when he threw a picnic, everybody that came got filled up. There was not one person that came that day that left hungry. How many of you have been to some places sometime and it's like you leave and you're still hungry? But when Jesus threw that picnic, everybody left so full and there was so much left over. The Bible says there were 12 baskets of food left over and, and not one person left hungry. Jesus is more than enough. But we have to be hungry for him. These people that came to the picnic Jesus threw were hungry. They were, first of all, they were hungry for the word. They were hungry to hear what Jesus had to say. Sometimes we just get a little too busy to stop and listen to what Jesus has to say. Sometimes the appetites of this world will, will quench the hunger we should have for Jesus. But the people that came that day were hungry, first of all, to hear what Jesus had to say. If I'm not mistaken, they were there quite a while. Some of them had walked miles and came from miles and to hear what Jesus had to say. They were hungry. How many of you hungry right now? And I think they were there not just a few hours. I think they were there a few days. And then Jesus looked out on them, and he's like, he told his disciples, these people were hungry. And they're like, yeah, we're hungry. I mean, if you know, sometimes you're sitting in church, and it seemed to go on a little bit, and your belly starts to growl. Well, they were hungry for the word, and you know, they wouldn't get up and leave. They sat there and heard everything Jesus had to say. And so in an age today where people have become cynical, uh, you know, about, about the word, We've got, we've got so much on our agenda. As soon as church is over, we got this and this and this to go do. Some of us, it means that we got to go have a meeting, a fellowship with our pillow and blanket. Some of us, it's like, well, we, we got to go get something to eat for this natural body. And so, you know, we have an agenda sometimes. And, and, and we, have to, we have to remember, we have to make time for the Lord. We have to be willing to sit at his feet and wait upon the Lord. I was thinking about that song Haley wrote, I will wait on the Lord. I'm going to wait on you, Lord. And we have to have that attitude always, not just once in a while, but an attitude, Lord, I'm going to wait on you. I love the worship here today because we were tarrying. We were waiting on the Lord. Amen. And um, so I want to talk a little bit about Jesus feeding the 5,000. All four Gospels mention it. Matthew talked about it. And uh, John talked about it. Luke talked about it. Mark talked about it. I want to read today from John chapter 6. We're going to look at verses 5 through 13. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. <clears throat> and my text here is going to be about what do you have to give to the Lord? What's your heart attitude about giving? Amen. So let's take a look here um, about the story here where Jesus performed one of the greatest miracles, one of the most supernatural miracles of his entire ministry. I think this was one of the most mind-blowing miracles because when I think about it, how did Jesus get so much out of five loaves and two fish? But he did. Let's read. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, 
Where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to say. Philip replied, even if we worked for months, Lord, we would not have enough money to feed them. There's 5,000 men plus the women and children that had come. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, and he said, there is a young boy here, Lord, with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with such a large crowd? Can we relate to that? Lord, I have just this little bitty basket of biscuits and two fish. How is it going to meet my need, much less the need of this crowd? And verse 10, tell, every, tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the glass, grassy slopes. The men alone numbered 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves. He gave thanks to God and distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish, and they all ate as much as they wanted. There's something about sitting at the table of Jesus. You don't go away hungry. And there's just about anything on his spread that you would ever desire. I like the song, Come and Dine. Jesus has a table spread where the saints of God are fed. He invites his chosen people, come and dine. And I believe that's the message he's given to us today. He's saying, come sit at my table. Come and dine with me today. It may look like you don't have enough, but come sit at my table. I have an abundance of everything, not only that you need, but what your soul desires. Come sit at my table. And so he took the loaves, he gave thanks to God, distributed them to the people, and afterward he did the same with the fish. They all ate as much. Y'all read that with me. And they all ate as much as they wanted. Let's say it again. And they all ate again. And y'all say it like this. And I ate as much as I wanted. That's how Jesus is. Now he said, after everyone was full, he told his disciples, now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with leftover by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves and two fish. I want to take a look this morning at the motive behind the miracle. We know that all four Gospels talk about this, but in... In Mark's gospel, chapter 6, it says Jesus was moved with compassion when he looked upon the people. It says they were like sheep without a shepherd. It was because of this compassion that he set about to do this miracle. And I think sometimes we need to have the perspective that Jesus had when we look at people. And we have to see people as Sheep without a shepherd. There's a lot of sheep running around out there. We need to gather them in and tell them, come and sit at the table of the Lord. Amen. And Jesus saw their hunger. Not only were they hungry for his word, they were hungry. Their bellies were growling. Their stomachs were empty. Some of them may have felt a little bit on the faint side, a little bit weak as they grew hungry. You ever felt that way? You get so hungry, you just almost feel weak. What do you call it, Haley? Hangry? We get a little hangry because our, what? Godly indignation. We get hungry. 
I, I mean, I know sometimes if I don't eat for a bit, I get weak. My stomach just starts burning. You know, it just, it's like so empty. It's like, it's screaming at me, put something in here. And, and so Jesus looked upon their hunger. He's looked upon their need. And you know what? Today, he's looking upon our hunger. He's looking upon our need, upon our hearts. He's, he's seeing what we're needing here. We're needing some nourishment. We're needing some provision. We need to come. He knows that he's got the table spread. He's just inviting us, come, eat whatever you want. Eat all that you can eat. Don't leave my table hungry. Don't leave my, my table empty. So when we compare his motive to the motives of the disciples, what they wanted to, they said, they came to Jesus and they said, Lord, in other words, Lord, you need to shut up. These people are hungry. <laughs> He's like, Lord, you've been talking a long time and these people are hungry now. And, and, uh, and so, so Jesus looked at him. He said, go feed them. <laughs> go feed them. What do you mean go feed them? Go feed them. And, and, uh, Jesus said, they said, Lord, send them away. Isn't that like a bunch of religious people today? People come in with a need. They come in hungry. They come in need in desperation for something from God. And, and the religious, cold, dead church says, just send them on the way. Just, we don't have nothing for them here. We've got nothing. And, you know, sad to say a lot of churches are that way today. They've got nothing to take care of the people's needs, to feed them with. They'll get up and they'll put on a little show and do a one-point message and then say, send them away. I don't have what they need. And, and you know what? They're right. There's no fire. There's no power. There's some what they call energy. There's a good entertainment show. But we need the power of God. We need the supernatural, miracle-working power of God that's going to meet the needs of every person who comes. We don't need to take on that attitude, just send them away. Let's just send them on down the street. You know, that church down the street, they've got all kinds of programs. Just send them down there. Listen, when somebody comes into our church, into our congregation, and they have a need, we better not say to them, go on down the road. We better say, come in and sit at the feet of Jesus. Come in. We know what you need. We know what's going to take care of your need, and that's Jesus. He's got a table spread. Amen. Where the saints of God are fed, he invites you, come and dine. And that's, the, that's what we need to be preaching to people. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory. Amen. We need to have this mindset that, you know, and here's the thing. I want us to get out of our mindset that we're just a small church and we can't do much. Let me tell you something about this church. This is a praying church. This is a powerful church. This is a spirit-filled church. We've got the goods. We are, we are reaching out to nations. We've got a Bible school in Nepal that we're helping. We've got church, two, two churches in Zimbabwe. This is a small church in the eyes of the world, but this is a powerhouse. This is a powerhouse. Listen, when somebody comes into our church, we know we have what it takes to meet their need. We know how to pray. We know how to touch God. There is a spirit inside of us called the Holy Ghost 
Amen. The Holy Ghost that will set your feet a dancing. The Holy Ghost will fill you through and through. Amen. It is the Holy Ghost power, the Holy Ghost fire of God that's going to meet every need. It's going to burn out sin. It's going to burn off bondages. Amen. It's going to set people free. Listen, we don't need another program. We need a move of God. We need to come sit at the table of the Lord and get fed. Amen? Hallelujah. I want you to look at somebody and say, we got what it takes. Amen? And we're going to give it our all. There's a table spread for us today. Hallelujah. I'm excited today, aren't you? I'm excited that even though we have a picnic today, when I thought about this, and I'll tell you something, it just hit me this morning. Jesus gave the biggest picnic of all. <laughs> you know, I was like, Mom, I think I got a message here. She said, go ahead. So I'm, I'm like, I think this is great. I think it's just so relevant, amen. And um, Jesus gave a picnic, <laughs> and not one of them went away hungry. They came with nothing except one little boy, but they left filled up. And you know, that's how a lot of people come today. They come with nothing. They come broken. They come hungry. They come miserable. They come tired and weary, but they leave filled up. Amen. Because of the goodness of God. I want us to talk about this little boy this morning who came with a little picnic basket. He had five loaves, five little biscuits, and two little fish. And I'm sure, in my mind, I used to tell the story to Blaze when he was little, and I would just kind of, uh, kind of, modulate it, you know. And and I told him, I said, there was this little boy, and he had heard about Jesus. He heard that blind eyes would open. He heard that people who were deaf could suddenly hear. He heard that people who couldn't walk would walk when Jesus came their way. He heard about Jesus raising people from the dead. And best of all, he heard that Jesus was coming his way, that Jesus was going to be in the nearby vicinity. And he went to his mama one that morning. And he said, Mama, Jesus is coming here. Jesus is coming to our town. I want to go hear him. I want to go see this man. I want to go see the one who, who opens blind eyes, who casts demons out of people, who raises people back to life from the dead. And, and so mama said, okay, son, I imagine this little boy to be about 10 years old. And mama's fixing him a little picnic basket. She said, son, you can go hear Jesus, but you're going to get hungry, you know? And so I'm going to fix you a little picnic basket to take to go see Jesus. And mama gets this little basket. She gets these little fish out. And she gets five little biscuits that maybe she baked that morning. She wraps them up in a cloth, puts them in the little basket, and said, Son, here's you some lunch. When you go see Jesus, you're not going to be hungry. So little boy, he makes his way up through the mountain where Jesus was. And oh, my goodness. He never seen so many people in all his life that had come to see Jesus that day. Apparently, he wasn't the only one that heard Jesus was coming to his town. 
And the Bible says that they came from all over when they heard that Jesus was coming there. And they were sitting there and they were listening to the words that Jesus was saying. And he was saying some pretty amazing things, things they had never heard of, blessed or the poor in spirit, for they shall, for they, uh, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And he went on and he was teaching all these things. And I imagine this little boy just kind of making his way through the crowd. And, and he got as close to Jesus as he could. And maybe he was about five rows back, center. And all around him were these big, strong men. There were other women and children. And the Bible says there are about 5,000 men plus women and children. That was a pretty big crowd. And in the middle of this whole multitude of people that had come to see Jesus, who were hungry for Jesus, sat this little boy with his little picnic basket. And he's just absorbing everything that Jesus has to say. Until the disciples went to Jesus and they said, Lord, the people are hungry. Send them on away. We don't want to be responsible for them, Lord. You know, we, we can't feed them. And Jesus looks at them and he says, feed them. <laughs> and, and they said, what? If we worked for months, Lord, we, we wouldn't have enough money. And besides that, what restaurant do you know that's going to cater to 5,000 men plus women and children? Lord, this is impossible. This is impossible. You ever felt like that God's calling to you, you to do something so much bigger than you ever imagined? Just so big, your mind can't even fathom it. And Jesus is telling you, go feed them. See that multitude out there? You go feed them. You go feed them. And, and you're like, I ain't got nothing, Lord. I ain't got nothing. I can't feed them. And then here comes the disciple, and he said, Lord, there's this little boy. There's this young woman there. There's this elderly person there. There's this person that just seems so insignificant, just really a nobody with a no name. Little boy is never given a name in the Bible. Never feel like that person. You just have this one little thing that you brought to go hear Jesus. And there's this multitude of crowd, and, and all of that crowd, you're the only one that has something. You're the only one that has a little picnic basket. Out of multitudes, probably 20,000 people there, when you consider the women and the kids. And out of all those people, you're the only one who brought something. And you're looking at that, and you're looking around, everybody's hungry. You can hear stomachs growling, and you got your little picnic, and you just hug it a little bit closer to you, don't you? It's mine. <laughs> I'm just going to get it real close to me so nobody can take it. It ain't much, but it's enough for me, right? It ain't much, but it's enough for me. And then here comes Jesus. The, the disciple says, Lord, there's this little boy, and he's got a little picnic lunch. Jesus said, bring him to me. They, brought, they get the little boy, they bring him to Jesus, and he says, um, what you got there, little boy? He said, and he's shaking because he's like, this is the man, you know? Be like going before the king. And he's like, I got this little picnic basket. I just got, you know, a little bit of food here. My mama made it for me this morning. 
but uh, Jesus, it's enough for me. But you can have it. You can have it. So Jesus takes this little bit of nothing that's really enough for just a small boy, and he blesses it. I think of all the miracles in the Bible, this is the one that blows my mind the most because he begins to break the bread, and he gives it to a disciple. He breaks it again, and he breaks it again. He breaks it again. He breaks it again. And all, I mean, out of nothing, out of two fish and five loaves, there's enough to feed a multitude because some little boy had a giving heart. And I want to say to you today, you may think you don't have much, but if you've got a giving heart, and you say, Lord, it's not much, but it's yours. You know, that's what God is looking for. He's not looking for a millionaire or a billionaire or somebody with status and fame and, and, and quota to come into this church and build this church. He's looking to you. What do you have? What do you have that seems so small and insignificant? It's enough for you. But I promise you today, if you'll give it to Jesus, he will take it and he'll bless the multitude. He will take that, what seems like not enough, and there'll be plenty for everybody and some left over. See, God's looking at our hearts. He's looking at what's inside here. Are we going to hoard it to ourselves? It's just not enough to make a difference, we think. You are so wrong if you think that. If you think your little contribution or your little bit of this or that or your little bit of talent isn't enough to make a difference, you are wrong. Now, if you hold it to yourself and don't give it out, it ain't enough for nothing. It won't even be enough for you. But if you will take that little bit, what you have, and give it to Jesus, I'm telling you, it's not only enough for you, not only enough for your family, not only enough for your community, it's enough for anybody who comes into the presence of the Lord. Amen. So take your little picnic basket today your talent, your little bit of money, your little bit of this. And ask the Lord, Lord, give me a heart of compassion. I want to be a blessing. Maybe if I keep it to myself, I can't bless anybody. But Lord, I'm going to give what I got to you. It's going to be enough. And, and I just want you right now, if you'll just close your eyes, say this prayer, Lord, Take my little, I give it to you, that it might be a blessing to those in need. Take what the world says is nothing, it's not much, but Lord, it's all I have, and I give it to you. Do what you will with it, Lord. May it be a blessing. In Jesus' name, we pray. Let the Lord bless your little bit. Amen. Let him take what you have and multiply it. It will feed nations. It will feed communities. It will feed a generation who are hungry for Jesus. Amen. And I ask you to pray, Lord, stir up the hunger inside of me. Make me hungry for your word. Make me hungry, Lord, for your service. And use me, Lord, 
Use me, Lord, however you see fit. In Jesus' name, amen.